I am both nervous and excited to bring you guys this episode of Sex and Psychology, where I let you in on my own personal therapy session in real time. I asked my therapist to record our conversation where we discuss risky behaviors, my dating life, of course, breaking relationship patterns, early childhood experiences, operating from old wounds, acceptance, forgiveness, and more. I've been seeing Michael for over a year now, and I'm beyond grateful for him. He has allowed me to be vulnerable and learn to trust a male figure again. He accepts me at my best and my worst and assists me with living up to my fullest potential along the way. He is the director of a nonprofit organization which offers free holistic health services, which I will list in the show notes below. I hope you enjoy our dialogue as much as I did. is seen as temporary and what is unseen as eternal yeah i think that was the line yep i was like that's really a great <laughs> quote i like that a lot maybe my next tattoo <laughs> yes um and it and it challenges us to not get swept up in the the things that are happening in just in this world and, and be consumed and distracted by them and um and to, and it's that shift of, um, not that we can't respond to them, but we, but we never want to make them our central focus. That our central focus always has to be the things that are unseen, the eternal, the, the you know, God. Um, and then from there we can respond to the scene. Um, but we get it mixed up often and we end up having the, material world and the things that are seen be our primary focus be our central point and the things that are un- things that unseen gets pushed to the background and forgotten about yeah definitely i think that we make how we feel internally based on what's going out externally yeah yeah it's it's hard to keep a like a steady sense of self-worth and happiness all the time when things around you aren't going the way that you had hoped Mm. so but it's a great like I strive for that to not be internally bothered by what's happening around me like my circumstances I hope one day don't really affect my peace as much that's what I hope for yeah and it takes um such intentional practice because the gravitational pull of the the world and the pace and the uh, chaoticness of it and and the um, noise of it can so easily just kind of like pull us in that it takes consistently regrounding ourselves internally, you know, regrounding ourselves internally, regrounding ourselves back into the presence of God so that we can, you know, we can be there as often as possible. Yeah, I like how you said it's a practice. Yeah. Because sometimes I get frustrated because I'll feel so peaceful and at ease and calm, and then like my mood will dip, and I'm like, oh, this again. Like it's not a linear path. I think. Yeah, and it's just not one or the other. Like, all right, so if I'm, if I'm 
grounded internally and I'm peaceful, that's how it is going to be then forever. Like, no, it's it's a practice and a consistently coming back to it, you know, and this like ebb and flow where we feel ourselves getting pulled away and then we respond by recentering ourselves and um, and you know those that are able to kind of stay on this path and grow on it are the ones that are willing to continuously engage in that back and forth and and not judge themselves or um, kind of abandon abandon it and just get swept up back into the world it's the ones that are willing to continuously respond to the world by recentering internally yeah I think that life would be kind of boring if it was always on yeah. it like you were always feeling euphoric I think that's what makes life interesting is kind of your low points but just not getting stuck in them because mm-hmm. it could be so easy to get stuck in your mistakes or your regrets but it's kind of realizing that they don't last forever so it will pass eventually but it's just about making it through those mm-hmm. dips kind of at least that's been my experience but all night psych board relationships I've been there I've so, had so, so many. it's all good I've had so many good. I always meet someone in the mental hospital it's so bad like that's not the place to meet someone is in the psychiatric unit but um, I met him in 2016 and on my last day of like outpatient he asked for my number and I gave it to him and he was actually one of the nicer guys I've dated. Like, he does have issues, um, but we dated from, like, September 2016 until, like, December, and then he went away to school, and we kind of just fell off. And um, he messaged me on Snapchat, like, a week ago and was like, hey, I was hoping, like, if you're comfortable and interested, we could get together and talk. I've been going through a lot of things, and I kind of just wanted your perspective. So I was like, all right, whatever. So we hung out on Tuesday. We went to um, Bayshore, and we got some tea, and then we got a drink. And it was actually, like, a lot of fun. Like, I had a really good time with him. Um, I don't want to pursue anything with him romantically because he did just get out of a relationship, like, a month ago, and you could tell that he's kind of struggling right now, so it wouldn't be smart to engage in anything romantic. But, like, I felt so comfortable, and it was just so easy, and, like, we met in the mental hospital, so I could obviously talk to him about my issues. So I I had a really good time, but I don't want to get attached to it, because he did ask me to hang out again in the future, and I said, yeah, and, like, now I feel myself wanting to hear from him. Like, when is he going to message me? When are we going to hang out? Like, I want to hang out with him again. And I think it's for my best interest just to keep things platonic. So I'm not going to reach out to him, but that was on Tuesday. Is that the risky behavior? No. Oh, okay. I was going to know. Unfortunately I, not. No, that, that's fine. I, I only asked because I was going to say that doesn't sound... I didn't know if you were defining that as risky. And I was going to say, like, that it sounds like you met up with an old friend that, like... Forgetting who, you know, I don't, 
forgetting that you met him in Mather, some of the best people, you know, like, yeah, that I've met, and like, you know, like, so don't don't let that stigma bleed into how you're like, right? Like that, meet somebody in Mather or meet somebody in a bar. Most of the people in the bar are probably sicker than the people <laughs> in Mather. In Mather. <laughs> so, yeah. like that—that that part is fine, and that just might be because I've been there before. And like I, so for other people, it might like seem like, oh my god, of like course, yeah. for for us, it's just like, oh, it's I'm in Mather again. I'm in Five yeah. North or wherever we are, right? <laughs> like it's just, um, but yeah. whatever. Um, I saw. So I'm glad that you you had that connection you know I think yeah I think you need to be careful as always in your relationship with men but yeah the reason I guess I'm so hesitant is because there is such like an intense attraction physically to him and he admitted to me he's like I went to a doctor like a psychiatrist for the first time the other day and they told me I had borderline personality disorder and I was like I do not want to get, like, nothing against people, yeah, but yeah, yeah. cluster, what is it, B or C personality <laughs> types, like, yes. really are, need to proceed with caution, and he said, like, he has toxic behaviors in relationship that he's willing to own up to, and he started going to a therapist, so he wants to work on himself, but, I don't know, I guess I'm just resistant, because I know if we do keep hanging out, like, something might develop, and it doesn't seem like we're both in the right mental okay. frame to but but you're you're recognizing that you know like you're and you're and you're proceeding with caution like that's so I'm glad that you're you're talking about it it makes sense um yeah. I think you just you just have to keep leaning into kind of like the understanding it intellectually and like being able to articulate it and then making sure that your actions reflect it. Yeah. So and again, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't think I think you can proceed with caution. I think that you can um be careful, but I also don't want you to to think that you have to have, and this is a balance, and I know, but you have to have such a, like, a strong filtering system that anybody with any sort of, like, struggles can't even get, like, you you can't even have any connection or relationship to them. And so I think the, the part that I want you to discover is that I can, some people I can't, they're not, they're, it's not good and I can't have any sort of connection to them other people you can it just doesn't have to lead to being in a a a romantic relation it doesn't have to lead to sex it can just be oh this is somebody that like i've known for a while we get together every you know once in a while and and we talk and and they understand me and i understand them but like i don't have to sleep with them i don't have to be end up in a relationship with them so I think it's that balance of like, so that you don't think like anybody that has any sort of red flags can't be in my life at all. 
it might just be that like I can't be, date them. I don't. It's yeah. not healthy for me to date them. But like, we can be supportive. I can talk to them. So, I I just want you to kind of like see that that's that's the maybe we're not there yet, but that that's hopefully the place we arrive because otherwise nobody gets in. Everybody has something. And so we just have to be careful that we don't get to that place where it, all we're doing is noticing, well, this person has this, so I've cut, I'm blocking them. And this person has this, block them. I don't want you to arrive at that place either. I don't want you to be where everybody's welcome and, like, I'm just, I'll be in a relationship with whoever and I, we don't um, kind of, like, think it through. So neither extreme is... Um, healthy. I agree. I think I'm just scared because I have had those rose, what is it, rose-colored glasses where, like, I think me and him are on the same page because he even told me, like, I'm not ready for a relationship right now. I think it's best for me to be alone. But I, I had this the other day where I realized, like, my dad was sick and I attract sick men. So that's why I'm scared. Because I don't know why I randomly thought of that. It's so obvious. But I was reflecting on, like, my early life experiences when I was meditating. And I realized that growing up, like, I observed my dad who was chronically ill. And my life was full of chaos. And it was always drama. And there was always, like, waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, walking on eggshells. And then now that I'm an adult it's that's still going on in my relationships where when I get into a romantic relationship my mental health goes way down I feel like if it's not struggle if there isn't any like fear that it's not real and I always attract men who are somewhat like mentally sick whether they have like a mental illness or an addiction so it's just I really want to break that pattern yeah. But I am so fearful of that happening again that I'm not willing to really let anyone in right now. Okay. We have these experiences growing up and they either become our norm and, and I wouldn't even say either because it can be both but like they become our norm and it's just what we're comfortable with or they become our life mission to heal. Yeah. Right? Like, so we have to look. Be, and it's not even to cast judgment upon it or to say that we did anything wrong. It's to recognize, like, because of these experiences, because of um, what I observe, observed and absorbed, um, I have developed this lens, these core beliefs, these wounds that I'm operating from. Once we have that awareness, then it opens us up to being able to say, is that the place I want to operate from? Like, yes, I'm here because of these events, but now that I have the consciousness of it, I can now say, like, is that how I want to respond to life? Is that how I want to live? Um, And if it's not, we have to remember that we're not locked in to only being that way because these experiences occurred that's who I am and that's who I'll always be yeah I definitely used to feel that way 
where I felt so like angry about my past and why did my life have to be like this, but I think I'm reframing that now to see it as more of a good thing. Yeah. That I went through that so that I could grow and develop mentally and I think honestly this might sound like a stretch, but I think I'm pretty emotionally healthy. Like I I know how to deal with my emotions. I, w- I don't know if I want to say better than the average person, but I'm much more, like, able to express my emotions and yeah. cope with them than push them down or become implosive or explosive as I would have in the past. So, why do you think... What do you think is the... the subconscious or conscious thought process of you grew up seeing your dad sick and now you attract men that are sick yeah, I don't know um, I came to that realization the other day and I'm not sure because I don't know if this is a psychological theory but I heard someone say once that we try to heal the relationship of the parent who we couldn't win over or something the parent we had like the most turbulent relationship with we grow up trying to heal that in some way do you agree (laughs) well we grow especially in relationships but we often look for somebody that can help heal our wound and and in a not not completely off base but certainly not um completely on target the way that we try to heal our own wound and it's like the 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 thought is if i can heal this person if i or this person has this behavior that like is going to help me heal so there is a disconnect because we we attract and we think all right this person's going to help me heal internally rather than realizing that we need to heal that wound ourselves um but we do in relationships tend towards attracting people that can help us heal the wound that we are dealing with. So for you, if that wound is, you know, your dad being sick, your dad, you know, um, dying and, and leaving you, like, if you can have an unhealthy man in your life and make him healthy, then you will have kind of like achieve that sense of power and control that you probably didn't feel when, you know, seeing your dad sick and you can't do anything about it. You, you, you have no power, no control, no sense of ability to change the situation. Um, but now, it, so, then, so then we project that onto this. All right, but now let me attract this, this guy who is in need of healing so that I can try and heal him and feel that sense of control that I so desperately needed. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. But um, I think what you said, like we try to recreate the situation to heal it, but from my experience, it just makes things worse because... That rarely ever happens. You rarely can 
look at an unhealthy person with toxic, abusive behaviors and turn, like, make them healthy. Well, that's, that's why you're where you are in your growth because you're now seeing, like, that, wait a second, this pattern, this behavior doesn't make sense, right? Like, me trying to heal my past by healing somebody else isn't actually a healing me and b it doesn't have it's not going to do anything for my past right like it's it's not going to change anything so yeah that's why you are where you are and saying like this this the illusion that i've been operating through is is starting to kind of dissolve because instead of that why don't I try and find somebody that's healthy and healing and, and have a, a a relationship that um, is life giving right like so yeah it doesn't make sense and it doesn't work and it typically um, ends in an unhealthy relationship because especially for people that aren't doing the work on their own they just then put it all like on this other person. I, my friend the other day was like, I have a really deep mother wound. And I thought to myself, like, I don't think I have a mother wound as much as I have like a sister wound, which might sound corny, but the other day I wrote this um, post about like my book signing next week and everything. And I put, like, a little picture of the first page of my book in it that said, like, dedicated to my friends and family and mom. And my sister messages me. She's like, wow, I don't get a dedication. And I was like, first I got defensive. I'm like, why the fuck would you get a dedication? (laughs) You're a bitch, and you weren't supportive to me at all throughout this whole process. Like, you're part of the reason I wrote the book because of that trauma. Your dedication is in the title. It's called trauma. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, I was just like, I said dedicated to my friends and family, like, but she wanted her own dedication. So, that was maybe like three weeks ago, two weeks ago. And she's been ignoring me ever since. Like, I don't even think she'll come to my book signing because... You know, and I just realized that my relationship with Dina just has really scarred me. I don't want to say scarred because that sounds a little dramatic, but it's really like burned me and impacted my sense of self because my sister rejects me so much. Okay. And I know we've discussed this from time to time, and what I've learned is in the past, I used to really try to win her, like win her over. I wanted to be her friend. I wanted to try to be cool and get her to like me but after a while I just learned that I have to keep my space and boundaries because she's not going to change so I have to change the way I approach the relationship but it still like really hurts sure yeah I think that I think that there's a lot of healing you know I know we've spoken about your sister and and the struggles that you had with her I think there it, there needs to be some healing. I don't know if she's in any position, you know, so that part. I think the healing that you can do on your own, regardless of where she's at, is 
letting is is shifting your relationship to her in needing to be accepted, needing to win her approval, um, but also needing her to be different than she is. You know, like you, you're understandably so wanting her to be this. You know, like this person that she's not for you to have a relationship with her because she's your biological sister right like so even on like that that level right like there's like this sense of like this is your blood right like and yeah. I'm, I, obviously your family is your family but like even on like on a on that biological level of wanting this person who might who potentially would be the person that would understand you the most. And then time and time again is the one that seems to understand you, like, almost the least. Um, so you have to, we have to help you to, to process all that, and to feel it, and, in, and at some point maybe express it. But for you to be able to accept that she is not the person that you want her to be at least right now um, and that your relationship isn't the way that you want it to be at least right now um, and to stop holding holding it to an expectation that it's never going to meet yeah which hurts because I look at other people like my cousins that have sisters and they're like best friends and I, I don't have a best friend. And that makes me feel really lonely, but I wanted Dina to be my best friend. But it's like whenever I have tried to express it to her, she'll just get defensive or deny it. And even my mom, I said something the other day because it was my little brother's birthday my adopt, for my adopted mom. And Dina made this whole post about him on Instagram. And I saw it when I was in the kitchen. I said to my mom, she'll make a post about him but she won't even give me a birthday gift or make a post about me like it just yeah it, it hurt and my mom was like oh you have to tell Dina how you feel because she acts the way she does towards you for a reason and Dina will be very blunt with you and tell her what's going on she's very upfront, so you have to be adults and talk to each other and that was like a slap in the face even more because I've tried talking to her about it so many times that it's you know gone back in my face that it's not even worth it to me at this point so it's like with her rejecting behavior and my mom's invalidating behavior it just makes me feel worse yeah no it, that look that's gotta be painful you know um and and i don't know where it's coming obviously i don't know where it's coming from and um I do think that I think it starts with you letting go of it being different of it um, of the expectation of who, who you want her to be versus who she is the expectation of the relationship um and not I don't want I don't want that to be the, the final place although like because I want that to be where you can get to so then you can maybe have the conversation with her you know and 
and we can certainly do it here and but you know to then start to look at what all right how do we is it possible to rebuild this is it possible to um have a better relationship and then you know to be able to hear where she's coming from i don't know what her side of the story would be and i don't know um but i think it 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 certainly must be painful you know what i kind of realized my sister's a very cold person and i don't mean that as like an attack on her personality she just i'm sure she has feelings but she doesn't emote them very expressively but I was thinking about it, like, why is Dina so resentful towards me? Like, she clearly has some resentments. And I think it's because, not that my mom loves me more than her, obviously, but my mom gave me so much more attention mm. than Dina because I was, like, for lack of better words, I was sick when I was in high school. I had, like, severe depression, and I used to self-harm, and my, my mom was always on, like, suicide watch. And the amount of times, like, my mom spent with me in counseling and at the hospitals. And I don't know if, I don't want to say Dina's jealous, but she might resent, like, how much time I occupied of my mom that could have been given to her. Sure. I, well, I don't, I don't think it's helpful for you to, I, I get where, look, it's fine in here to, to express it. Um, but I think that. You, the reality is you don't know um, and but there must be something right there must be some thing that she's struggling with and maybe it has nothing to do with you maybe you know like and I don't even I could come I could come up with countless things that like might be the source of why she treats you the way she does um, we could say some having to do with you, some having nothing to do with you, you know, like, in, or some combination of the two. The, the healthier part will be for you to actually have these conversations with her when you're ready, <laughs> assuming if she's open to it. And I would have them here. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's not helpful to overanalyze it, like you said. But I think that's my natural reaction because I just want to make sense of it. You know, you you said that you've tried on multiple occasions. So some somehow there's a disconnect, right? Like there's messages and, and feelings aren't being received. So, um, but I think the first part starts with you not letting go of any love for your sister, but letting go of this expectation for her to be different than she is. Yeah. And then shifting it to, all right, how can I find a way to love her just as she is? Which is hard when someone, like I have tried to tell her how I feel and continuously she'll deny but I wouldn't try to tell her how you feel I would this would be an internal okay you don't don't try to tell her how you feel try to accept that she is the way she is that the relationship is the way it is and that you 
what you're trying to do is discover how can I love her just as she is? How can I how can I love our relationship just as it is? Not saying either are perfect or either way you are where you want them to be, but instead of trying to solve the problem, instead of trying to understand it or analyze it, lean into how do I for now accept it? I will try. That's much harder than trying. Accepting is much harder than trying to solve. We would much rather be in problem-solving mode than in acceptance mode. So we spend a lot of time trying to solve things and fix things and change things that really we need to be accepting. Yeah, that's the work. Because I think acceptance goes kind of hand-in-hand with forgiveness. Uh-huh. Which could be difficult. Yeah. As well. And that's so then that but and that's like the next layer to it, right? Like so what do what are the things that you have to forgive your sister for? Um, and that's obviously harder to do if she's not, you know acknowledging it, but it but also it's You know, that like forgiveness, acceptance, letting go, they're all kind of rooted in 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 the letting go of that that our past is gonna be different than it was. Right? Like letting go of this idea that the pain, the experiences, the struggles from my past are somehow going to be different than they actually were. That the things that happened didn't happen. And that's... When we can let go of that, then we can... Alright, no, I don't like it. It was painful, but it happened. It was real. Um, And I need to stop wishing it didn't happen. Yeah. That that hits a chord because that that's a really big part of my like blockages is just surrendering the past and just realizing the past doesn't exist anymore like it, it exists it's so prevalent in the front of my mind it's very hard for me to release the past but when I realize like the past no longer exists all that exists is this present moment I feel like I would just become so lighter. Because mm-hmm. it, it only it exists only to the extent that we attach to it. We attach to versions of ourselves. We attach to behaviors and the shame, guilt, whatever it is. We attach to that and then we carry it into, well, this is who I am today. But only because we've attached to those things and, and said that they are what define my present moment yeah I definitely have a hard time attaching like detaching I mean I have a very easy time (laughs) very easy yeah Um, for sure so I want to we have like five or ten minutes okay so I want to just give you a chance to just um, speak out loud whatever the risky behaviors <laughs> are um, yeah. just so that we 
and we might not have time to fully process, but I because there's power in just speaking it and um, whatever it is, like I'll just repeat this, and I know you know it already, but um, there's nothing that you're about to say <laughs> that's going to make me see you any differently, judge you, um, think any different about you. Yeah, I just feel really embarrassed because it's not like me. I've never done anything like this before. Not that it hasn't crossed my mind, but I wasn't even going to bring it up because one, you're like a, you're like a man. You are a um. male. <laughs> um, for some reason, I think because of my frustration with not being able to find a job and just being very low on money right now, I created a sugar daddy account. Okay. You're going to have to explain what sugar daddy is. <laughs> I mean, I know the term, but what exactly? Oh, um, it's like, I'm new to it, so I don't know. I should probably delete it, but it's like a website where older rich men send you money. And in return for? Whatever they want, which is I've realized in the last two days I've had the account is like sexual interaction, sure. which I haven't done. Um, at all, like even through pictures, you haven't sent them pictures, you haven't. No, but I mean, not I. I'd like to think I have an ounce of dignity in me, but if I were to do something, I would so much rather send a picture than have sex with a random old man. Okay. Um, but. So you, so you set up the account. Men see your profile, and then send you money in return for you then being willing to. Yeah, they message you. Okay. Um, it's it's anonymous. Like I would, I don't put my location. I don't put my name. It's just basically pictures, and they message you and. They like tell you what they want and how much money they would do for it. Okay. So I feel like my integrity has greatly declined, but yeah, I considered deleting it. And then another part of me was like, that's a lot of money. You should just do it. Why? Have you received money? No. But they like will offer you. So basically, one guy like was like, if you sleep with me, I'll give you $800. I was like, wow, <laughs> I could really use $800, but at the same time, I feel like that would be really, like, traumatic for me, because I would feel, you know, and I don't want to go back there, like, I feel like it would really harm my mental health, but for some reason, like, I made the account. Yeah, why, why did you make the account? I feel very lonely, as we've discussed, but I also, I'm just really frustrated because I need money. And I haven't been able to find a job. And I don't know. But the last thing I want to do is be, like, raped again, you know, to put it bluntly. Which could easily happen. Or I could get a STD or just nothing good would come out of it. Well, yeah. I mean, and it wouldn't... I mean, obviously, depending on how it goes. But, like, on some levels, it wouldn't... It would be more 
prostitution than rape. Like, it would be, like, an agreed, like, you know, like, I'm doing this for this. Right? Like, so then it's, like, there's a... The consent is in the... I will accept this money for this action. Yeah, and I, I never wanted to grow up to be a prostitute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a very, like, low vibrational... <laughs> energy that I am engaging in and I shouldn't entertain it anymore but I don't know what's going on with me it's okay a a default reasoning where you're feeling like I'm lonely I'm in need of money my body has always been something that drawn people in so let me start there and it, so it, it, it feels like it's a very, um, it's a response that is coming from a, a deep wound and a very early version of who you are, right? Like a very, like, I, I don't think it fully reflects who you are today as it's like this kind of like, almost like this, um, kind of like instinctual, like, you know, response. Um, whereas as you're describing it now, it's like, this is not what I want to be doing. When I look at who I am today, like that's not, I don't want to have this account. Um, but yet you find yourself with the account. So it's coming from somewhere, right? Like this, somehow it, the idea of doing this made its way through all of your layers to, get to like all right I'm gonna do it yeah it's super degrading and I've always hated the objectification of women okay and here I am contributing to it but like you said it's like so devaluing and like exploitative but I maybe like a part of me is like well if I'm going to be exploited I might as well make money from it you know I don't know yeah or if I'm feeling lonely and looking for attention, I can get it and get money. True. Yeah, I don't fully understand it. And and that's, you know, like that's how much, it seems like that's how much you're valuing the attention. Not the money, but how much I'm willing to be okay with this or... Um, kind of look the other way about it um, because it's go- it brings me that, that attention. I don't think it has to do with the money. Really? I don't. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't think I don't it know. has to do with the money. It's quite possible. I just don't understand why I would put myself in an unsafe situation then. That's that's the question. Don't yeah. get hung up on the money. Because it's that it's that question. Why would I be willing to put myself in an unsafe situation? Why would I be so enticed by attention? Why would I be so w- willing to um, 
devalue my body and sex. Like, those are the... <clears throat> those are the answers that you have to explore with the questions. The money, um, because those answers... The fact that you got to answers that would al- that allowed you to then say eight hundred dollars, it might be worth it. But I, those are the those are the deeper questions. I I honestly I don't think it's coming from this. I I desperately need money. You're not homeless. You're not starving. You're like you have a job. So it's, it's not, it's not coming from that place of desperation of, like, I need, I need this money to feed my child, to, so I think it's coming from something else. I think it's coming from something much deeper than that, which is feeling lonely looking for attention, um, having a, you know, a difficult relationship with, you know, sex and, like, having, like, um, you know, again, I, I don't want to project it, but I just want to kind of give you things, it's, it, you know, like, um, well, men have taken advantage of me, so let me... And now I'll use them for their money. That sounds right, honestly. <laughs> so all of that, it, it's coming from... It's not a reason to judge yourself because it's all coming from a wound and a hurt. It's just looking at it and saying, is this the best way to heal myself? Or is, is this just perpetuating the wound? no judgment no you know like you didn't do anything wrong as as much as you you may have fallen into an unhealthy response to something to a hurt that you're feeling so all we need to do is help you respond to it in a healthy way which I would still say you not including this but like you are in in many ways. Um, so, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't think it's healthy, you know. Like, and I think it does endanger you, you know. Like, I, I, as just caring for your well-being, I think um, it's dangerous um, and it's not healthy. Um, it's hard not to judge yourself and sure. think crazy things like that. Yeah. The accountability without judgment. So it's not, it's saying like, look, it's not, it's not a good idea. It wasn't the right thing to do to start it. So I can hold myself accountable, but I don't have to judge myself for it. But I can still acknowledge like, yeah, this isn't a healthy decision. Yeah. 